the Everyman Podcast. Podcast? The Everyman Podcast. Big dog, Daryl Campbell. How are you, my brother? Dude, I'm excited, man. Yeah. I'm excited. This was you a great know I'm excited. This you is a great this is a great episode of the Everyman Podcast. As they as we like to think they all are. I'll tell you what. Uh as you're listening to this, I am in our Jeep with yep. our dog Rhodes and my beautiful Word. wife. And we are driving to Texas to live in Texas to be Texans. That's where we are at this point in the calendar. I'm on my way to Texas. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> this week our guest, Grammy winning. James Labrie, vocalist, frontman uh, from Dream Theater. He's got a new solo record coming out May 20th, Beautiful Shade of Grey on Inside Out Music from Sony Music. I'll tell you what, James is always a great, always a yeah. great interview. Yeah. But this yeah. one, man, we had we had so much fun. We're laughing the whole way through. We're talking talking about how this record came together. They just won the Dream Theater just won the Grammy for best metal performance for the Alien. You know, back on the road. It's just it's a there's a lot of excitement on this episode. And uh, you know, as we are known to do, we we get a little granular with with breaking yeah. down the new record. Get in there. We get in there. You have to we do. And Daryl, <laughs> I think you missed your calling. In uh, we got to get you like a blog for. Like reviewing music that you've no, dude, man. Dude, you just have a dude. You break it down in a certain way, dude. We we it, you know what? James said it. You know when he, when we were talking, he said it. He talked about chemistry, man. We just got great chemistry. You know what I mean? And so man, we just play off one another, man. That's that's the thing. And I'm just so doggone excited about this one, just because James is our boy. Yep, facts. Yeah, as, as, Big dream, facts. As, as everybody on Dream Theater is, but like. I'm I'm just here to tell you he's such a talent. He's so present. He's so awesome, you know. And he's so thoughtful with his responses, and he takes mm-hmm. it all in. That's the thing. He just he takes he takes the world in. He takes you know everything that's he takes everything that's going on in life. Period. And he just shows us another side of himself. And you'll 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 listen to it. You'll listen to it here. It's it's amazing, man. Yeah, it really is. without a doubt. And he is a extra, like you said, thoughtful and, and present and uh, funny. And and I think every time he's been on the podcast, you see that that side of him that you'd not. Oh yeah, that doesn't come through. You know, on the Dream Theater stage, night in and night out. Um, you know, or maybe I think we bring a little a little bit of that weird, silly uh, side of everyone out that that joins <laughs> us here in the Cosmic Canoe. Um, and and again, like if you told young drummer Justin, Dream Theater addict of 14 years, 15 years old, hey, you know, you're going to be friends with Dream Theater. James Lepre is going to be oh, on your podcast. I would yeah. say, like, what are you talking, let alone three times, uh, you know, unprecedented. Uh, it's it's awesome, man. It's such a blessing to be here and uh, getting to getting to have these conversations that are uplifting for us. I'm all, I, I'm all pumped up right now. I'm ready to go through yeah, dude. A fucking wall yeah, or dude. something. Um, and, uh, you know, just doing it with you, man, and, and doing it. I, for me, music imprints on me in certain periods of time. And like, I'll listen to a record and I get really deeply into it. I obsess over it and it imprints on that period of time. And like, I'm so excited about this record. And, uh, you know, I was playing it for my wife and she was enjoying it as well. I'm going to back off a little bit for about, you know, two weeks so that when I'm driving, when you're listening to this, I'm actually driving, listening to this record right now Mm -hmm. on my way to Texas, because Mm -hmm. this is the, 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 the spiritual element of this record. I really feel like kind of resonates, especially we talk about some of the lyrics, some of the things I, I really connected with. And I just want that to imprint kind of on my, my arrival to the great state of Texas. So I'm excited. I, I can't wait uh, for this record to release for everybody in the, in the uh, you know, the every man, the every woman to check it out again. Beautiful Shade of Grey. Available May 20th. Everywhere digital music is loaded. Not to mention our boy Chance LeBrie from Falset. Oh, yeah. On the drums. On the drums. You know, drums. basically co-producing the record. And, and, and James goes into detail. Chance is going to be coming on the podcast soon. We're going to be talking all about his end of it. Uh, but it's so cool to see Chance doing his thing with uh, with his dad in the, in the studio and how just how great everything came out. Uh, so I think, you know, we might as well. We got to just hop into it, brother. Do it. Get Let's get it. There. James Labrie, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, Justin. How are you guys doing, Daryl? Dude, it's so good to see you right now, man. So good to see you. Same. Likewise. It's great to That's see you. It's good to see you guys are healthy. Oh yeah, that's the thing. That's the yep. thing right there, north above Absolutely. ground. Yes, 
that's yes. the key. That's it's always it's always easy to overlook the good health. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm right. I'll tell yeah, you I'm what. Right. Okay. Just the, the the elephant in the room. Okay. I mean, congratulations on the Grammy. I mean, this is yes. bananas. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, listen, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but like, you, you know, everybody knows the history here. It's right. like, you know, 2012 and Foo Fighters won. And then, uh, although Dave Grohl was a very stand up and classic, classy guy, you know, he said, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Dream Theater should have won it. So mm-hmm. that was pretty damn mm-hmm. cool for him to say that. And so I called him up and I said, well, hand it over. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Anyways, so, uh, yeah. And then in 2000, I don't even remember who won in 2014, guys. Should have been. It might have been Mastodon or something like that. Um, Was it? I think so. There was. I remember they won one year, and you know, look, it's one of those things. It doesn't matter. You can't keep everybody happy. It's crazy. No, you can't. No, no. Hey, listen. No, but hey, listen. First of all, Foo Fighters a great band, and and so is Mastodon. Those guys are talented, man. Holy shit, they can play. They can play. Hey, but I gotta say before we move on, I really love that white hat in the background. (laughs) You like that? Holy shit! Yeah. I'm a cow, uh, rangstone cow. Let me give you a little boy. taste of the new uh, Justin Vigil right here. Here you go. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm moving. Really my wife, my wife and I are moving to Texas. Really good. I'm going to wear you? this. I'm going to wear this for a little bit. My, uh, yeah. yeah, my wife and I are moving to Texas, and we were just out there uh, looking at houses a couple weeks ago. And we we're walking oh, so around you're Fort Worth. Oh, you not out there yet? No, four no. weeks we'll be out there. Oh, June. That's yep. right. You told me that. Yeah. And uh, I blew you off. I said, I'm not getting together with you. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't hang with any Texans. Yeah, exactly. So what if I'm still, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I fell in love with the, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I got to wow. get a cowboy hat. So here, here I am. And well, that, I, it kind of works with my large, oh, you know, shit, but I feel yeah. the thing that's crazy is how, how good I feel in a cowboy hat. That's what's well. Alarming. Let me tell you something. You, you got enough room up there for two big, big tall boys. You know <laughs> that, right? I know, and you know what else I like is I was waving down the U- I was flagging down the Uber. This move, you know, the old hey over here. You know, it's it's really it's something. And I'm glad it, I'm glad you mentioned Holy it, shit. so I can you give gotta, everybody the visual I've been about. I've been talking about it for a little What's while. That, Darryl? You got to hear him tell you about the hat etiquette that he's an expert on right now. Oh yeah, did you know about this? There's like a, yeah, so there's, there's a, there's a season for each type of hat. So like right now, like Easter, like first weekend of April through the end of the summer, like straw hats and light colored hats. And then after, after, you know, Labor Day, you switch to the, you know, felt fall material, dark, you know, uh, navy. I know that with clothing. I do know that with clothing, yeah. we're, we're supposed to follow uh, some kind of color scheme. Yeah. I know that, yeah, yeah. right? It's, but it's, I didn't know that with hats. Yeah. Because up here in Canada, we only get toques, eh? Mm. You we guys have, toques. you got, is that, what it's, yeah. is that what you guys call it there, toques? We call it toques. I believe you call it down there beanies. Oh, ah, beanies, a toque and a beanie. I like that. Right? <laughs> I like that. You know? I'm not but, mad about uh, that at all. That's yeah, great. Toque. So hey, you're you're you the Grammy you, you, now yeah. everybody has to call you you know Grammy winning James LeBrie. Have you put any thought into putting that in front of your name or permanently? <clears throat> yeah, well, it's it's crazy because I remember uh, we we were all texting one another and we were like, Jesus. I still think you know, it's it's funny because the next day, <laughs> John John Bertucci texts me. He goes, Holy shit, hey man! Like it just it's still like kind of seems uh, somewhat surreal. And I said, Yeah, and and he said, I think it's going to take me a couple days you know, before it really sinks in. And I said, yeah, same, likewise. And, um, you know, it, it's funny, leading up to it, I didn't get myself all like, okay, yeah, you know, this is this is it. We're going to clinch this thing finally. I didn't. I didn't even, because my family was around me, and they are like, Dad, Dad, you know, like, you, you, you know, like you do know the Grammys are going on right now. And I said, yeah, I know, but I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. And then when it happened, we were just like, yeehaw, and freaking dancing, and UPI. So you know what's really cool though about all this, so guys, is that to that the Grammy Academy is giving this kind of recognition. It's not like they haven't in the past given recognition to great music, right? But for a band like Dream Theater and John Petrucci, you know, he summed it up perfectly. Like he his his whole speech, he's well worded. Everybody knows that about him. And for him to make, I said that was excellent. It was so cool for you to bring in the humorous side to it because you know like we've been we've always been criticized about our long 
you know, show our long songs and guitar solos and all that. And he says, go ahead and tap your foot to this. It's 1718. Right. <laughs> and it was great because it just, it, it kind of like, to me, I said, you know, uh, the, the whole Academy, the Grammy Academy, like they're, I think they're realizing that everybody wants to see it like fair game, you know? And when you're getting into certain categories that, you know, everyone needs to be, uh, they definitely need to be recognized for what they do. For sure. Sweet. Yeah, and I think you nailed it like the last couple of years. I mean, I know between the Baird and me, you know, they're great friends of ours and hmm. past guests on the show. And they have they were nominated last year. And it was like, whoa, that's crazy. You know, I think – and then hmm. whoever they, you know, I think Converge or somebody won. But, you know, there's all that stuff that goes into it. But it is really – it was kind of – I was at WrestleMania in Texas and I just happened mm-hmm. to check my phone. I completely forgot it was the Grammys. And I had, I guess I've just interacted with the word just dream theater and Google long enough that it popped up. It was like dream theater wins Grammy. And I was like, Holy shit. That's mm-hmm. crazy. You know, like it was, it was oh, more yeah, like, sure. it was not, it was like, not that it was disbelief that you, it was just like, I can't believe they no, finally, I know what you're saying, you know what yeah. I mean? Like not yeah. shocked. Well, they won the like the us. underdog. It was like, right. Really? Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is the year they get it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah. You know. I know, right? Even yeah. though it's like every time you've been up, it's like, well, come on. What, what, what you know? But anyway, it's now I know how Leonardo DiCaprio felt. <laughs> yeah, he's got a yeah. What, he, what did he end up getting it for? Oh shit! Was it See? was it Wolf, was it Wolf of Wall Street? On. Well, we're oh, gonna bring. We'll come back to the movies here because there's something yeah. I want to talk to you about that. But oh, okay. But uh, yeah. you know, the other thing that that's going on is with Dream Theaters. You're you guys have been back on the road. Um, mm-hmm. how is that, uh, getting back out there and getting the swing of things? Well, you know, <laughs> Jesus, come on, Kev, get that brain going dear. <laughs> right. See, I even referred to myself as Kev. How many freaking, yeah, that's, that's a deep, today? that's a deep wow. cut. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Anyways. Um, well, you know, it, it was funny because the first show was in Phoenix on February 2nd. That was our first show. It was three weeks to the day day shy of two years mm. crazy it was freaking wow. crazy and um so we went on you know the first show was sold out we went on and it's funny because we came off after the show and we're like holy shit you know it, it felt so great to be back doing something that you love to do you know and and i said it even to to you know the fans uh, for several nights while we were out there i said you don't realize how much you miss something until you get back into it it's that simple. Like once you start doing it again, you're like, wait a minute, holy shit. Because I think to a certain degree, it, it identifies uh, who and what you are and, and why you do what you do. And it's not until you're like fully engaged within that again, that you have that appreciation and you realize just what it means to you and how much of you is a part of that. So, but uh, you know, uh, I would say now that being said, I would say that it probably took us about a week where we felt, okay, we're in the groove, autopilot, here we go, you know, and that's what happened. Took about a week, I think. You know, it's, it's so cool to see everybody back on the road and I know it's been a challenge for, for everybody and for the fans too. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think you nailed it when you say like, it's not, people think it's like, oh, you don't know you missed it till it's gone, but it's not that mm-hmm. it's like, then you do it again. You get a little taste of it. Again. You're like, Oh, that's why I put myself through all this. Ah, <laughs> aha. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah, love. Sure. It's the energy, you know, it, that can't be matched. And, no, it um, can't. It can't. you know, there's been, there, there were quite a few things that popped up that were making news, you know, uh, you know, dream theater fans know what I'm talking about. We're not, not going to get into all that, but you know, is it, is it refreshing for you to know that like, even though it's you've had this long, maybe not refreshing is the right word, but going back out on the road and being like, there had to be a party that's thinking like, well, what's the response going to be? Is anybody going to care? It's been a couple of years. Like to come out there and know that like, oh no, we're still dream theater. Like this is still, yeah. you know, one of the best shows you can get for your money. And you know, you yeah. guys are going to kill it every night. Like how, how does that feel? Well, you know what, what was interesting to us is that, I don't think a lot of our fans thought we were going to actually go out because you remember the, the, the tour in October, we pulled out right? for several reasons. We just pulled out. One of them being the, the most important one was that we just didn't feel comfortable, you know, for going out. Most of us, I shall say. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
Right. Okay. And and I think that once the fans said, holy shit, so they actually did play in Phoenix? Oh, wait a minute. They did do L.A. They did, do, you know, and once this started happening, all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're finding out that, well, hey, man, guys, tickets are going through the freaking roof and, like, they're really starting to sell out, you know, right out of the box and, and for every day now for the rest of the shows that are still to come up. Because... For the most part, most of the shows were like half sold, maybe almost three quarters sold before we went when we got out there. And then once we got out there, it was just like bang, 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 bang. All of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, you know, we're playing in front of full houses with the exception of a few. You know what was the most surprising city? that we hit and it was because they had all these uh restrictions with chicago because we usually go yeah we usually wow. go into chicago and it's freaking totally sold out right yeah. and we went in there and i swear to god guys it was half full half full wow. and and we, and then we've you know I, we talked to the promoter and i'm like what happened here in chicago because usually this place is stuffed and they're like yeah, guys, some restrictions have come down and we've, you guys aren't the first ones that have come through here in the last couple of weeks, you know, where it's half full. I'm like, it just, it didn't add up. And then, you know, next night, I think we were in, or maybe it was the night before we were in Minneapolis or something like that. I don't, I don't know. And it was freaking fall. So it's like, what? <laughs> Anyways, it's all good. It's all good. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. I think. I, and we, we were expecting that most of the rooms, to be honest with you, before we even started the tour, we thought they were going to be half full because that's what we, we had been told by other bands, by our agents and so on. Hey guys, you know, it's not, you're not, even though you guys are getting back into it, it's still not the norm. And we're like, okay, fair enough. And now we're going, you know, uh, we're going Northern Ireland to, to play our first show in Belfast. And then we, you know, Newcastle and then Wembley Arena in London. And then the rest is, is all throughout Europe. That's not going to be normal. Like, are you freaking kidding me with this maniacal, narcissistic freaking psychopath starting the, the war in the Ukraine? Right. Like, are, are you kidding? You know? Yeah. And if that guy isn't, well, I don't even, I don't even want to go there, guys. But I will say he has to be held accountable. Yeah, you know, I, th I think Frickin everything. Rain. I think all War that crimes. it comes yeah. comes full circle. Yeah, and, 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 but, but what I'm getting at is that we're going to be going through Europe, and and right. we already know there's going to be like places like we're booking Krakow, uh, Poland. Yeah, yeah probably what? not. That's probably going to not. It might not yeah. even happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then yeah. there's Croatia. And how do you plan for that? And then there's that? Istanbul, Turkey, and it, you run the risk all of these, like you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those places, like, it's just horrible what they're having to contend with. You know, they're, they're trying to, to bring in as many refugees as they can. And it's horrible. But what the hell am I doing here? Like, let's stay on a positive uh, <laughs> well, uh, trajectory. So I, I do. I, you know, I'm, I got to throw in one little complaint here, James. You know, we're all friends here. But I'll tell you what, man, yeah. you, you got to bring Devin Townsend, that package to the U.S. I got to. I don't know how else I'm going to bump into this guy. Well, he's into, a fellow Canuck, you know. I don't I'm know how else I'm going to bump into this guy. I'll uh, show him a hockey stick and a puck, and he'll he'll do North America with us. Please, okay? make it happen. I just need to see that. That's, that would be an <laughs> ideal evening of music for me. I'll buy him a dozen freaking Tim bits, okay, from Tim Hortons, and he'll be right there with us. <laughs> no, and no, that would be a great package. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, for he, sure. Devin's freaking awesome. And you know, the the first three shows that we're doing is with Tesseract, right over there, mm. and, and they're a great band too. Another great band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, but uh, but Devin, it's gonna be it's gonna be great because I know he's a really funny guy. Yeah. You know, we've done a few shows with him here and there, like in festivals, and like he'll come right in, James, and he just gets going, and I'm like looking at him, going, man, dude, you're on a different level. <laughs> He is. He really is. Every time you're Probably on, we talk is. about our, yeah. our mutual uh, love for Devin Townsend. Yeah, he's he's uh, uh, he's great. He's, he's incredible. Great. Yeah, um, he really is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great to see you know live music come. And this, I had some uh, shall I say extenuating circumstances that kept me from the Philly show, and mm. uh, you know I I uh, well probably because I threatened you. The threat, that, yes, that the, the threats the from James Labrie, yes, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, that and and you know this the this traveling back and forth, moving to Texas. No, thing. I get it. I get um, it. it was you the first. You you explained it. Yeah, man. it was I the first. Know. You know, it was the first Dream Theater show I've missed. 
in yeah. since like 2007, and I was thinking like how how many how many times I've seen you, and then I started going back through some of my old. Just, you know, I have every ticket stub that I've ever, yeah, I'm like, yeah. a, I'm a, one of those guys, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, I totally believe it. Just, yeah. <laughs> and just seeing, <laughs> I, seeing, I do. Well, uh, listen, look, I'm seeing what you do. And like, if, if you didn't collect all those stubs, man, I think there's something wrong here. Yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> no, it makes sense. It fits. Yeah. yeah. It fits. Right. But it's been cool to see you guys evolve into this, you know, um, bigger and bigger and more mainstream. And not that mm-hmm. you want to be mainstream, but it's just, it's good to like, be like, recognized in your field like to kind yeah. of circle it all together with dream theater and you know the, right. the grammy's part of that and seeing it you know every mm-hmm. now and then you hear yeah sure there's like uh there was some hockey team that was playing um as i am as a entrance for a little bit i remember and you oh, know right? it's good yeah well, I'll, like an I'll, nhl team yeah yeah i'll find it i'll send it to you or, but uh or, or little league <laughs> yeah the local <laughs> the local peewee pond <laughs> league yeah <laughs> <laughs> As I am. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. It'd be here good. we go. So, all right. You know, the real reason we're here, you know, to talk today is, you know, you, you told us about this last time you're on the podcast, which was October 2021. Um, mm. You've got a new solo album about to release here. Um, mm-hmm. Inside Out Music, Beautiful Shade of Grey. Mm-hmm. I got a copy of it. I listened to it all day long. I listened to it headphones listen to it in my car listen to my little speaker listen to my home theater that's how i like to absorb music i try to get it on every little thing i, I do have. the same thing man i do the exact same thing certain things hit you absolutely they hit you a different way when you're driving 55 miles an hour home from work and i have my sunroof open it's you beautiful and Sammy Hager, for sure hell yeah man mm-hmm. exactly yep. Yep. you know mm-hmm. and uh i gotta tell you man like i not just because you're sitting here. I'm always complimenting. I, mm-hmm. I always I always preface my compliments with that, James. But uh, it's my definitely my favorite solo album you've done. And the, the reason why I like it so much, before we talk about the ins and outs and the details. Give me those fucking Timbits. Yeah. Right yeah. This is all, this is an elaborate, this is a long play to, 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 oh my God, no. to get. Keep going, yeah. though, buddy. So okay. what, I, what I like about, so a lot of times when people do, you know, they're in a big established band, they do a solo album, it becomes mm-hmm. kind of like a, like it could be interpreted as their version of their band that they're already in. And, and it sounds, yeah. you know, if you listen to like, I think a good example is like Stone Sour and Slipknot, where like at a certain point they definitely took a shift. But at first it was like, just like sort of Slipknot. But the same people, it was weird. Yeah, there's, there's many parallels, right? It didn't Absolutely. really. And then once they started to put a distance between it, it was like, well, I've got a diverse taste in music. I like this here, and I love. I like these guys doing it here too. And like Devin Townsend's another good example of that, where you have this broad dynamic range of like what he offers. And if you don't like this particular version of it, there's all this other stuff. Correct. And your right. previous solo albums are very intense and they're bombastic and it's almost like the things i liked about those was that it's like different drumming different guitar but it was still in the same vein of dream theater it didn't feel like you were Mm. trying to be dream theater but it was like i felt like if it was your there was more pop sensibility definitely going on in that but it but it was with heavy heavy right it felt like i could feel that heavy this Mm -hmm. this record is like i love listening to you sing and hearing mm-hmm. you sing in this different, whole different energy of music. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. it, it's almost like, um, you know, I'm a big Nicolas Cage fan. And it's like, if all of a sudden Nicolas Cage is in a Marvel movie, it's like, well, shit, now I'm in. You know, right. I was like a peripheral right. fan here of the Marvel movies. But now you got my favorite actor in, right. in this kind of thing that I don't really listen to a lot, which is like this right. bluesy, acoustic driven. But then all of a sudden I'm hearing like, proggy keyboard leads in the background and like mm-hmm. some yeah. some really t- and we'll talk about the drumming and chants in a minute but yeah, yeah, sure. really yeah. tasteful powerful drumming mm-hmm. and just so much space in the music and then your voice that that mm-hmm. I love from Dream Theater and it's like all of the all of the things that I like about different types of music kind of put together and it's uniquely you and like it felt like when I'm listening to it I was like wow this is totally different than anything I've heard him do, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, what man. I, that's what I like seeing when somebody goes like they're, they're them in this totally new world. So right. I really, I, I love it, man. I'm really, well, I'm really well thank you. It. 
Thank you. You know, here's the thing is that, is that, and, and I, I really appreciate all that you just said that, that, you know, that, that really touches me deep and I, and I'm being very, very serious with you right now. Okay. I, I can't tell you how much longer I'm going to be serious, but I am right now. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, that being said, like, here's, here's the thing is that, you know, I, at, at some point and, and Matt Guillory and I, we've been, we've, we've stayed in touch over the years, you know, cause listen, it's, it's been nine years since we did impermanent resonance the last solo album. And, um, you know, all those songs, all those albums that I wrote with Matt, I am extremely proud of because I think it's great stuff. And I, and you know, I've had so many fans come up to me and say, man, I absolutely love your solo albums. And, and I go, well, let's use that term loosely because, you know, we use my name, but really it's a concerted effort and everyone is integral to making those albums, what they are, especially Matt and I, because we're writing it. So the thing is, is that with this, when it, uh, Matt and I kept trying to say, well, are we ever going to find an opportunity to do this? And, it, and life just has its way of like where time just slips away. Correct. And that, that, that just Absolutely. happens. And, and my priority has always been, of course, dream theater and dream theater is a cyclical freaking big engine that just keeps getting revved up, you know, and it's a two year cycle. Okay. Let's write record. And then let's go on tour and for another 14 to 18 months. And then let's take some time off and let's do it all over again. And that's extremely satisfying, gratifying, and freaking I love it more than anything. But at the same time, it's time consuming. And to find those windows where you're not really engaged in something else, it's hard. It's not that it's impossible, but it's hard. And, you know, I have a family too, right? You know, I, I, I am a human being. And I, I, you know, I, I want to be able to do other things in life, you know, because it's important and, and it keeps that equilibrium. But with, when it came time, you know, and everybody knows the situation I bumped into Paul Logue at the Glasgow airport, that was a serendipitous situation there. And maybe for a, a reason. And, uh, and it was, you know, and because of that, it was the catalyst that got us to, to write this album. And then obviously the pandemic also lent itself to creating and providing that window of opportunity. But I, you know, I said to Paul right off from the, from the get go, I said, listen, man, you know, I want to do something completely different because I want to show another side of me. I, and I've always, always paid so much homage and tribute because it was one of my biggest influences and inspirations in life was that when I was a kid and I was listening to the classic rock bands, like primarily Led Zeppelin and Queen and Deep Purple, like these bands. Now, you know, of course I was huge about Rush and yes, and Pink Floyd, you know, and, and like all those bands, of course they were, they were, I was playing that stuff, listening to that stuff. And then my dad was also getting me into Miles Davis and saying, listen to this guy, you know, this guy's, his, his trumpet is his voice and, and the melody sense in this man is, is endless. It's limitless. So, you know, I, I, I was brought up in a very eclectic musical environment, but to me, it was always Zeppelin that, that stood and they still stand the test of time. Their stuff is timeless. If that band came out today, they would blow the doors off of everything and they would be the the sensation of the world because for them to have created what they created from 1968 to 1979 in 11 years, if you listen to their catalog, it's mind boggling. Like these guys, everybody in their respective instrument is the top of their field. One of the best vocalists in rock and roll, one of the best freaking bass players and drummers. And then you got Jimmy page producer, mixer, writer, like what the hell's going on here? So I said to Paul, I go, I want to do something that will really be somewhat experimental. It could be some considered bold and fearless and uh, daring, you know? And, and I said, but at the same time, I know that if you and I, because Paul Logue, the reason I wanted to do this album with him is when I had done that song with Eden's curse, uh, no holy man back in 2011, I said, Hey, you know, like who's writing some of this stuff. And, and Paul said, well, I am. And I said, well, I love it because it reminds me of the classic rock era. And I love that approach because it's very melodically driven, but it has this, like you said, Justin, that bluesy approach, organic acoustic, because you can take any Zeppelin song and strum it on an acoustic 
and sing with it. And it still sounds freaking amazing. That's to me, brilliant. And I said, that's what we have to create here. I want to create an amazing acoustic driven, acoustically driven album, but very organic and raw sounding, but you know, that's why we brought in the whole full ensemble, like bringing in keys and piano because Christian created that atmospheric and orchestral element to the album, you know, and then bringing in Marcos Foley. Well, that to me is what separates the men from the boys is when you start playing solos on an acoustic guitar, you better know what the hell you're doing because you're naked and upfront, you know, and this whole album is about that. It's like everybody is heard for what they're worth, you know, and, I, before I, now at that point, I have to give credit and, and a lot of credit to Linus Cornelius and who mixed this album. And he did a phenomenal job. Like it, it just, you hear everything, you hear all the subtleties, the nuances, the inflections, you know, but I'm going to stop talking because holy <laughs> shit. I got to no, jump in. You guys haven't said a word in about I gotta four jump in. hours. <laughs> I got to jump in. So yeah. you, you, you started off saying that you wanted to say something or show a different side of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, Brother Jay, you listen to this in, in many different mediums. Like you say, at work, you're in the car, mm-hmm. you know, and you're at home, right? Yep. I do it while I'm moving a million miles an hour here at NFL Films, which I'm at right now, I'm at the job. And yeah. I was yep. sitting down and I was listening to Devil and Drag. Mm-hmm. And I sat back in my chair just like this. And I had, and I said to myself, Son of a bitch, he's great. He's amazing. <laughs> and the reason, and this is the wow. reason why, well, this, you, and this is the reason why I'm saying that because of what mm. you just told us, you were trying to show a different side of yourself that you hadn't seen before. And it, and, and the words that you were, you were singing, you run away from all your lives in life. Mm-hmm. You're all alone and you're mm-hmm. on your own. And yeah. that just really, I don't know. It just kind of took over the better portion of my work day. And I thought about it and it took me back to Maya Angela when she said, the greatest agony is bearing an untold story inside you. Mm. And mm. when I took myself back to that place, I tied myself to your lyrics and I said, fucking James is trying to show us something that he hasn't seen before. And then you go on and you basically, you say just that right here. And to Mm -hmm. me, I want to know, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to show to your fans with this, with these, these singles, because there's something coming out, man. And I'm digging Mm -hmm. what you're putting down. I promise you. It's like in the back of my spine. It's been there all day. Wow. I'll tell you what, guys, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get out of this freaking room because my head's pretty damn big. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what, that's no, what we're I, good for. A good, a good no, old, I, uh, you know, shine job. No, But, Daryl, I, I really appreciate what you're saying there. And and so so let me understand you, though, correctly. Well, first of all, shit, man, you're, you're going to have to, like, send me the that, what you just said there. And, and who wrote that again? And, uh, because I like to read stuff like that. And I like to look at people like that because that to me is like, that's deep, that's profound. And, and, and we need to be hit up with more stuff like that because I think it also shows us who we are deep down inside to the Mm -hmm. core. Um, Lyrically though, Daryl, like if, if like on that, that song, I, I was actually speaking like devil and drag is a metaphor for ball and chain. And if we go through life and we have absolutely no regard for anyone else or consideration and we're insensitive and we're narcissistic and we're a bully Mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily start out that way, but unfortunately some of us choose the path and that's why the album cover is what it is. Like you have Mm -hmm. a a choice in life. You can choose that path and be dark and deceptive and horrible, or you can choose the brighter path and, you know, engage with people and accept people and respect people and be kind. It's not Mm -hmm. freaking hard to do. You know, but with this song, I was thinking of, you know, there was uh, my my source of inspiration was just my observation of people and people that I've I've met, not anybody that was really close to me, but just over the years and seeing these people and realizing who they were in a very short time, that they were narcissistic, you know, self-absorbed, inconsiderate, insensitive. And, but that they made that choice. And I'm, and I always remember saying in the back of my head, sooner or later, you're going to be held accountable. And sooner or later, you're going to be found to be by yourself. 
and saying, was this all worth it? Because I've ruined so many people's lives or, you know, I've just, what I've done is I've, you know, started so many grass fires and who gives a shit about, you know, the fallout from that, because look at what I've got. And it's like, no, at some point, man, you're going to be having to reflect on all that. And it's not a good place to be. So, but, you know, and there's, there's many lyrics on, on this album where I'm just, you know, I'm talking about, that's why I want to, that's why I titled the album, Beautiful Shade of Grey, because that is being a human being, right? Yeah. Is that there's the beautiful side of us, you know, like where, where we, we can, first of all, the, the fact that we're alive here in this existence, that's mind boggling enough. And that's a miracle, but you just have to look around you and see all the beauty in the world. You know, we're inundated with bad stuff, but the fact is, is that there's a lot of good going on too in the world. And the beautiful side of it is that, you know, we have our victories and we have our triumphs and we have love and we have appreciation for so many people in our lives. The other flip side of that is that we carry around a certain level of sadness, Mm -hmm. you know, and it might be because, you know, we all reflect on this as well at, at, at night where, you know, it's dark just before falling asleep and we're thinking about our mortality and existence in itself. And it is unexplained. Nobody has the definitive answer. Nobody knows exactly where this is going, but at the same, and I'm not trying to be freaking morbid here. I'm just saying that we all carry around that little, that level of sadness saying, you know, I believe, I personally believe that there's something that's beyond our, our comprehension that awaits us. And it's the only because that this is all that we can handle at this point in our evolution. Mm-hmm. of existence, but there's many layers to it as well. So that's what I believe that there's somewhere that we're going, but we don't need to know at this point, <laughs> yeah. you know, and somebody would say, well, that's convenient. And I'm like, well, you know, there's been other theories out there. So if you want to lock into them, you go for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, there's, uh, there's, and, there's, and, yeah. and they're quite wealthy from those theories, yeah. by the way. Yeah. You know, so anyways, you know, but that's, that's my thing, but I, I really appreciate you saying that Daryl and Justin, because, you know, that was my intention is that I wanted to do something different and I wanted to really show people that, you know, there, there's many layers to me as, as a musician, a writer, and as a vocalist, I keep always pushing myself to, to show other sides of, of, of expression and being evocative and being emotional. And, and, and I think the voice is one of the most powerful tools for really touching deep within people, you know, and uh, music is a miracle itself because music brings us all together. There's no borders. There's no preconceived. There's no prejudice. There's nothing like that. Everything comes together when it comes to music. You know, we all are united. Yeah. Absolutely. You I know, last time you were on, you were, you were just in the process, I think of getting, wrapping it up. And, you know, you were saying then, like, I can't, can't wait for you guys to hear it and, think what you hear what you think about it and when you said it was an acoustic album Mm. you know and then when i got it and i'm listening to it i'm like this is not exactly what i expected and i had heard devil and drag you know the single a couple weeks ago and and this by the way this podcast is by by the time you're listening to this every man and every woman uh, i'm in my jeep on the way to texas with my wife and my dog so (laughs) you know it comes out may 20th and and everybody will get their hands on it so that we're a little couple weeks early but when I heard it, I was like, whoa, not, this is like way more there. There's a heavy groove to it. Like where, you know, when we landed in Texas a couple weeks ago, I was like, what are we going to listen to? And I was like, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Never. Mm -hmm. Perfect. That's Texas cruising music Mm -hmm. right there. And you listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan and it's like, maybe it's just because I'm like a metal guy, but you hear the heaviness. There's like a, a heaviness that goes through the, world of music that sometimes it expresses itself in, in blues or country or what, where you're like, you're not expecting it. You're like, that's kind of mm-hmm. heavy. It's got a driving mm-hmm. groove. And every sure single does. one of these songs, you know, has that kind of driving yeah. heaviness. And that's what, you know, the, the mix on it, like you said, is like, um, oh. just huge. You know, I have a 10 yeah. speaker thing in my car, my, my Jeep, and it's it's all over the place, and I was really able to like kind of yeah, it's high everything. fidelity, man. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's Im- gorgeous. It's impressive. Now, yeah. you know, one of the other things I love about this is is our boy Chance, who you know, Chance has become a friend mm-hmm. of mine here, and you yeah. know, friend of the show. He, him and the boys from Fawcett have been on the podcast yeah. a couple times. We love them, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, Chance is is on the drums and had a big part of the you know 
making of the record with you. What, what's that like for you having that finished, you know, product coming out and it's, it's your son on drums and it's like a, almost like well, a father son thing. How's that feel? Yeah. I mean, it, it, well, first of all, I mean like, yeah, you know, chance can stand on his own. Like he is a great drummer and yeah. he's very musical. Uh, very musically inclined and and just to be able to do something like this uh, with him it, 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 was, it was it was somewhat like a, a, a little surreal you know like a, you know and i remember a couple cuz chance recorded all my vocals he was the engineer and he was like i was right here in the studio recording vocals and and it was so funny because chance was always blatantly honest with me. Like he'd go, come on, dad, you need to use this voice. You remember that voice you did here on this song or that song. And, you know, and, and I'd love to hear that in this section, you know? And, um, and I'd be like, Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know, it, cause he knows that every time I, whether it's a dream theater song or, or any songs on this album or any other thing that I do, I always think about the voice that I want to create for that song because of the, the lyrics, because of the vibe of the song, you know? Um, and, and so that kind of steers me down the right path as far as the kind of voice that I feel that it needs, um, that will really convey the message both musically and lyrically. Even if you don't know English, you'd still get the vibe just from the emotion and the voice, you know, which I think is up to every singer to do you know that is the responsibility but so you know it's funny because he would do his drum tracks and then i would like you know he, he'd come back and he'd go well what do you think you know because he didn't want me around when he was doing that shit so and that's, that's fine i don't care you know and uh there was only a few times that i even wanted to make suggestions for tweaking this or tweaking that and it was really cool because i'd say to him stuff like uh, you know i want you to think larry mullen from youtube in this song i want you to think john bonham in this song and i said you know that's that's another reason why what they do is so brilliant because they on the surface it sounds simple but it's not it's well thought out and there's a reason for everything why these guys play their instruments the way that they do you know and so chance would go away with this and think about this and he came in and it was great because he also became a part of um like working with paul and, I. and paul was the guy that actually suggested working with chance Paul Logue, it wasn't me. Like Paul said, I'd really love to work with your son on this album. Do you think he'd be into it? And I said, no, oh, shit, I'll ask him. I'm sure he'll be into it. And then, uh, you know, of course, Chance said yes. And, and Chance was involved with the arrangements too. Like when we, Paul and I were done writing a song and we'd like be going, okay, so this is how it's going. And he'd be like, wait a minute, guys. Like, you know, I was thinking this and, you know, let's trim the fat there. And what the hell is going on here? And why are we playing that section again? And, and it was really funny because Paul and I would step back and go, okay, wait a minute. He's making us think about this a little bit more, a little deeper. And the end results is what you heard on the, on the album. And it was funny because it, it got to the point where Paul and I were talking on our own and Paul was even saying, you know, he should get co-producer credit because he, he was that involved with this stuff. And I said, yeah, I agree. And even though Paul and I produced it, you know, Chance was a big part of it. And that's not to take anything away from Christian Polkinen, because like I said to you, like that guy brought in so many amazing uh, levels of uh, uh, instrumentation and that really allowed these songs to breathe and created that atmosphere and created that, you know, that depth that was needed and that orchestral uh, feel to these songs. And so that was extremely important, but it, you know what? It was amazing at times, man. I would, I'd, I'd be back there and I'd be talking to him and I have a, a TV screen in there too. And I would say to chance, I go, Holy shit, chance. Hang on a second. Jesus Christ. You're talking to me there. Man. I, said, freaking, I said, wait a minute. I held you in my freaking arms at one point. You're this little bitty thing. And now you're 23 years old and telling me what to, to do. And, uh, and it was, and it was such a great, a great experience. And, and, you know, it just, to like affirmation then like holy shit like this is cool that we're, we're able to do this together you know wow and uh yeah it was it was an amazing experience it really was yeah yeah that's one of the so things cool. and i've told i've mentioned this before you know um my father who loves you loves dream theater um him and i isn't that who i first met you with yes yes you've, you've met my dad yeah and uh my dad uh, and I got to share music together for a number of years and uh, yes. when he, with his work in the church. And it was always something that I just, I cherish now, especially as I'm getting older and like, I can relate to 
how I, I know how much that means to hit to chance. I know how much that means to you. Yes. And, uh, you know, Daryl and I talk <laughs> about it and it's just, you know, like you said, he stands and I, and I tell, tell him the same thing when he's on here, but there's some spots and not, you know, I go, I, I pick it apart. Like anything else I listen to, I have these same conversations with Mike Mangini about his drumming. Like I'm just, I just, I enjoy it. I'm a hobbyist, you know? Yeah. And, uh, picking it apart and there's so many little tasteful nuances that sound like a veteran drummer, you know, that mm-hmm. you could tell. And I know he's a young guy, but I, I know he's smart in the game of drumming where he's hurt, where I could, he yeah. would do things where, you know, somebody who's been around it playing so long at a highlight, like, Oh yeah, that's exactly how you, that's what you do right there. You know? And I can right. hear the influences yeah. that he's coming, but like just from somebody who's, been down that road to hear him at such a young age and like then he sends me whether it's in kickstart my heart or you know yeah. this medulla oblongata which i you know i oh, love yeah. the the reference there great track it is it's killer it's oh killer God. you know they've got a great zach sounds freaking awesome zach is great i can't believe i can't believe yeah. they they had to figure out that he was a singer still that doesn't make any sense to me but <laughs> yeah like, hey, man. if you you know what i, I mean? was saying hey i and chance chance i was saying to him at one point i'm like i you know, I don't want to take away from your current singer, but uh, yeah. what are you doing? And he, like, what are you talking about? That? I'm like, you have heard Zach's demos, right? Yeah. And Chance is like, ah, you know what? I've said something about this. And I said, well, then you need to keep saying it. Because I said, this guy's got a great voice. What the hell, man? Yeah, you know, they've got something special there. But but anyway, you know, hearing yeah. his, he does, he totally stands on his own. And mm-hmm. like you said, he's 23 years old, but he's playing like he's been. Well, he's 24 now. 24 you know, he's now. Old now. Yeah, but, uh, really you know, yeah, he's getting there. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. it's really it's really cool to, to see and to, to have a little bit of a peek behind the curtain and know what's going on. It's like to see it come out. And I think when it when it comes out here on May 20th, um, you know, mm. you can pre pre order it now on digital and all that stuff. When yeah. it comes out and you get a hold of it, I think you'll you'll hear why we're so excited about it and why mm-hmm. it's fresh. And I'll tell you what, I remember once I told you I want to see you guys play Viper King. I fucking love that song. When I hear that, I know like I hear that, right? And then we have mm-hmm. this conversation about this record. Yeah. And when I was driving home today, I was listening to it, I was thinking, ah, I wish you would do like a cover record of like that kind of you know, like Mm-hmm. because it felt like I felt like I tapped into like who you are, like who yeah. your, your musical skeleton is almost. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, cause you know all about all the prog stuff, but like I've never looked at thought about your singing in the light of, like you said, all these, you know, deep purple and, you know, uh, yeah, and, and Zeppelin, it really, it shows. Oh, so, yeah. so yeah, totally. Viper totally. King. Those guys were, those guys were huge to me, man. Like even like listening, to, uh, I, I was, you know, I still remember as a kid listening to, early freaking Aerosmith, like get your wings and rocks and, you know, and, and, like these guys, you know, toys in the attic and stuff like that, you know, because Steven Tyler, I was like, wow, this guy's got a cool freaking voice and he's got a vibe and he's charismatic and, and he knows how to use his voice, you know, and it's the same thing that attracted me to, to Freddie Mercury, you know, like an amazing writer, but at the same time, he just knew how to, he wasn't scared to use any part of his voice. You know, I still remember being around some friends of mine and then Freddie would go into his, ah, you know, he started doing all that falsetto stuff. The guy go, man, what you doing that for, man? That's freaking, that's wimpy. I'm like looking at him. And I still remember I'd be about 14. I'm looking at him going, you don't fucking get it. You yeah. don't yeah. fucking yeah. get it. I'm uh, not even going to say anything. It's not worth it. You know, it's story not, my musical taste life right there oh. is just being like you just don't you're you know, not going to get this you just not get it it's not i'm not even going to say anything it's not fucking you're, you're a waste of time <laughs> do you uh do you see yourself getting a chance to tour on any of this material yeah when i'm on my 90th birthday i'm going to go and do all the solo albums oh perfect no uh, but no actually we, we we are talking about it and and um uh, like paul and i were talking the other day and we talked with this like uh some promoters and stuff like that and we're we're shooting that we we want to try and make this a reality sometime spring 2023. Mm. I'll be so, there. Now don't go. hold me to it, guys, because I don't want you to hurt me. Okay, <laughs> but listen, um, you know, I I think that, you know, and then and I'm I'm hitting up my management. I'm saying, you know, Dream Theater management. Hey, man, you gotta you gotta get me whatever shows it is that we are doing. Come on, like let me know. Right. Cause I, I, I pretty got, I have a pretty good idea what we're going to be doing up until Christmas. But I said, you know, beyond that. And they're like, well, you know, we're still working that shit out. And I said, yeah, but 
I want to be able to do this other thing. You know, even if it's a couple of weeks here or a couple of weeks there, I, I still need to know I have that, that window. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, but, we're, but that's what we're looking at. We're trying to imagine that this could be a reality in May, you know, of 23. That's uh, fingers that's crossed, sweet. man. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So beautiful shade of gray everywhere. Music is available May 20th. Uh, Inside Out Music. By the way, thank you very much to Inside Out Music for uh, for, for connecting uh, the dots there. Um, mm-hmm. Very excited Love to it. see how everybody. You know, it's, it's a great it's a great spring for for the Labrie mm-hmm. crew. You know, fall mm-hmm. set Grammys. By the way, when do you get the Grammy? Did you get it yet? Do you get uh, one? Does everybody get one? Well, everyone gets one. That's probably why they don't want to give it to bands because it costs <laughs> them more money. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Don't no, they don't get it. How many guys are in that band? Seven? No, nope. nope. <laughs> too many. Uh, Way you know, too many. It's twenty-one pilots again. There's only two. Yep, only two guys. Too in much that gold. Band. <laughs> Way too much no, gold. But you know what? I I don't I don't think I'll probably won't get it until like I'm back from this European tour. Like they always send us a plaque. Like even when we were just nominees, you know, they'd always send us a really nice plaque. So we'll, we'll get we'll definitely get it. Um. I'm imagining that John went home with with that thing. Oh, who's so going to take it from him? Maybe yeah, I'm nobody. Go to Not John's from those guns. Yeah, he looked pretty. <laughs> go to John's house late at night. Break pretty, in. Pretty jacked there up there. You know, <laughs> grab it. <laughs> yeah. Grab it off the mantle. Dave's a in jail. <laughs> get into his bandmate's house. <laughs> yeah, you guys have it's to my share Grammy it. too. It's uh, mine. Yeah. But it's mine. It's like the it's Stanley mine. Cup. You have to share it oh for the God. first for a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, once you get uh, yours, it'll be a couple months. But uh, yeah, we all each, we each get one. When, when you get yours, send me a picture. You uh, drink it some champagne oh, out of it or something ooh, silly. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. or whatever you oh, for do. sure. Or some maple syrup. I don't know what you guys maple do. Maple syrup. Now <laughs> that's a good one, Justin. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh you man. Know? Holy shit. So on the topic of... <laughs> you know I used to like you, Justin. <laughs> Maple syrup. Oh, man. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. Um, you know, on the topic of new music, man, is there anything yes. you've been listening to uh, lately that's uh, piqued your interest? you just been a uh, no. busy boy. Uh, you cannot ask me that. I am not kidding you, man. I, I have really uh, just not, not... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, my daughter turned me on to uh, this this girl from Norway. Is it Sigris? Have you heard of her? No. What's the deal there? S i g r i s. And I'll put that in my uh, right now. But uh, it's it's different, man. It's like it's more pop alternative. You know, um, Sigrid. Sigris. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. I think that's the way she said it. Yeah, Sigris? it's like spelled S I G R I D. Yeah, yeah, there she is. No, yeah, yeah. Norwegian, oh, is it yeah, Sigrid, Sigrid, Oh my yeah. God! And I was calling her Sigris. Oh, Gris. Oh, it's okay. We figured it out now. Yeah. There, there won't be five hundred oh, comments. Oh, I know this chick. That strangers, yeah. that strangers deal. She saying, yes. yes, dude, she's got a beautiful voice. Yes, she does. Yes, she yeah. does. So, yeah, like, so Chloe just turned me on to her, like, uh, well, I don't know, but 24 hours ago, guys. But beyond that, beyond that, guys, I haven't really lis- been listening to anything. I haven't. I just been like, my head's in a freaking tunnel here, and I'm doing tons of promotion for Beautiful Shade of Grey. And then I'm beyond that, I'm just getting myself ready because I'm leaving in a few days to start another tour with Dream Theater. So, uh, but maybe, you know, I'll get, I'll get on the road there and I can be sitting back and listening to some new music. If you guys have suggestions, man, I'll please t- send it my way. I'll tell you what. Because that stuff, like, that's what keeps us sane on the road, too, is listening to new artists and, and stuff. And great music, period. Yep. The new Meshuggah album. I don't know how you feel about Meshuggah. Oh, is it? It's yeah. Fantastic. They just no keep kidding. They, they just keep getting crazier and crazier and heavier and heavier. It's unbelievable. Oh, they're crazy, for uh, sure. Animals as Leaders. They have a new album oh, wow. out, too. That, okay. again. Their singer's awesome, isn't he? He's great. Singer, oh, he's the best singer in the biz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, totally you silent. Look your face, Justin. You I was like, there's like, no way. Oh, yeah. I said, no, I don't he's know how to tell James. Yeah. There's no singer. In yeah. That yeah. Band. yeah. No, Trust me, they no, you didn't shows with us. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, I, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're just on another yeah, yeah. level. Um, yeah. and you know, yeah. ghost, they got a new record out. Another oh, crazy, yeah, yeah. another you know, right. great vocalist there. But, uh, you know, I know you're a, you're, you're a fan of the Joker. You know, you're, you're, you're a movie guy, Batman guy. Did you get a chance to see the new Batman movie? 
you know, and here's the thing. John Petrucci went out and saw it, and he asked me if I'd come out, and I said, no, I'm chilling out tonight. I'm good for that, eh? Like, you asked me out for lunch. I said, nope, I'm chilling out. Yeah. So, Daryl, go ahead. You can ask me, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to tell you I'm chilling out. <laughs> okay? Well, it right. comes. No, I haven't seen it, but you know what? Uh, uh, I've heard a lot of great things about it. Uh, and wait a minute. Uh, wasn't uh, Colin Farrell? Yeah, he's the in penguin. The, he's the penguin. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't even know it was him. You can't tell no, at all. You can't. Right. It's crazy. You right. cannot. Isn't that crazy? Well, it's freaking crazy. Man. Lucky for you, it no, comes out on... I gotta go see it, man. Yes. Well, it's yes, out on I, digital I, I, this weekend, so you'll have to watch it. But uh, oh. it's it's very... Uh, Daryl and I went and dark. saw it. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. I, I know he's a, he's a Batman fan. You'll, you'll enjoy yep. it. It was, uh, it, it was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So, you know, we've been talking music. We've been talking Dream Theater. What, what's, what do you got going on out, you know, outside of that? I know you, you told us you like to go fishing. What have you been doing? Do you get any time on the boat? What's going on up there? Oh, I got no, no, there's still a little bit of ice in the water there. Here, no kidding. Uh, no, a little, no, I mean, slush yeah. on top of the water, but uh, no, I, actually, my wife and I, a couple of weeks ago were in Mammoth, uh, ski resort, Northern California, and skiing mm. down the slopes. Nice, yeah, and that was only two weeks ago. Not a bad So, the uh, end of at the end of March, we were down there. We were, yeah, we were in. California, which uh, my friends always say, that's so funny. You know, you're in Canada and you, you got all these other ski resorts. And I said, I've been to most of them, but, and, and they go, and now you're going down to California. I said, fricking mammoth is amazing. It's, it's awesome. Blue skies. And, but we, we've skied a lot of resorts down the States, but that's, that's what we did for uh, seven days. You know, my wife and I, and, uh, and then beyond that, I just, uh, as soon as I got back home from that, I've been just doing, interviews every day and then you know the afternoons and evenings are for me to do stuff with uh, with my wife and uh, and the kids are around too so it's cool to see the kids young adults yes the young say. the young man and young lady Jesus, man and you know so i can't say kids anymore but you guys know the reference but of course and anyways um yeah so uh, that's that's pr- pretty much what i've been doing uh yeah I want to watch uh, the last um, season. Can I call it season of uh, Killing Eve? Killing Eve. What's that? What? Yeah, I don't know. That, oh. No, I don't know. What that oh, is. I need to know. I need to know. What? Guys, go and watch Killing Eve. Uh, uh, okay, so it's on Crave here. That would be HBO down in you guys. Uh, oh, in, HBO in up there is called Crave. Well, it's it's gone via through Crave. Oh, it's, I got uh, like, you. Uh, like through Bell. Oh, okay. Okay. We got Bell and Rogers, right? And Rogers, I'm familiar. The biggest, with. yeah, they're the biggest uh, telecommunication companies. Biggest show in know? town. Yeah. So, but check out Killing Eve, guys. You guys are gonna binge it. What What is it about? Like, it's, I'm looking. It's like a spy or something like that. Yeah. She. Well, she's an assassin. But oh, uh, a lovely uh, lady assassin, perhaps. But let me tell you, man, she's the best looking freaking assassin I've ever. What? Um, I'm peaked. Consider me peaked, James. She's an an amazing actress, but just freaking what the hell's her real name? Oh my god, she's gonna. Uh, not that I'm ever gonna bump into her. <laughs> is it, uh, is, I think it's Jodie Comer. Is it called Jodie Comer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Yep. Oh my god. I mean, yeah. yeah. So guys, guys. Okay, so that's I'm. I I have to watch four episodes oh, to wow. finish it. And you guys, if you start watching that. Your wives will probably leave you. <laughs> no, we'll your see. wives will join you. Your wives will join you. Get your wives to sit down with you and watch this. I'm telling you guys, it's it's a freaking brilliant show. I'll add to this. You know that everybody keeps telling me to watch Yellowstone. I, I keep. I hearing, haven't watched that. I keep hearing I that's uh, that. that's that's great no. too. That's that's on my yeah. list. There's it's hard yeah. to keep up with. There's so much oh shit. Oh my god, it's man. unbelievable. No, forget it. It's yeah. just it's practically impossible. Yet I still find it, it myself really watching Seinfeld. You know. Oh, did, I, I, we were doing that last week. We were watching all these old Seinfeld episodes. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. It's still it funny. It's brilliant. It's, it's still funny. Freaking, it still makes sense, man, because it's a show about nothing, which is basically happening in front of our eyes every day. <laughs> the yeah. uh, Every time yeah. the mail comes, they say, anything interesting come? My wife says, uh, no, nah, just some junk. And I go, there's no junk mail. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love it, man. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you oh, what, yeah. James. 
so happy for you guys with with yeah. the Grammy. Happy for you with your with your well, success you with with uh, the new solo album, Beautiful Shade of Gray, available oh, everywhere yeah. May twentieth. Uh, pre order links are going to be in the show notes here on YouTube, and uh, if you listen to the audio only version of that. Um, what's the well, best way for people to keep up with you, James, on the on the old uh, social media there? Oh, Instagram, Twitter, Metaface, Face, Meta Book, Face, Face Meta, Face Meta. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. And then you know, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I would say, yeah. Are you you guys? You should get into the NFT game. You know, start slinging some NFTs around. Unfungible yeah. tokens. Yeah, I, I'd buy a mm, dream view. Non-fungible, fungible, fungible. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, listen. You know what I have, man? But it's it's not non-fungible. <laughs> what is it? No, you know that I still have the leather coat that I wore. And take the time, dude. Today. Let's funge that up. Yeah, funge that freaking thing is still in amazing shape. Yeah, dude. Probably because I haven't been able to fit into it since 1995. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a fella out I'm there. I'm kidding, but there, no, I can't. I, I I put it on the other day, and I was like, "Holy shit, was I this small? Wow, no way!" But I guess I was 20 pounds lighter than I am now. I, I don't know, man. It's just freaky, and I'm not I'm not heavy. Like I just I, I just weighed myself the other day, and I'm 185.4. That's nice. not bad, is it? No, it's not a, bad I mean, at you're, all. you're not a small, you're a tall dude, you know? You're... Well, you know, I got up to 198 pounds at one point, but I was just seeing how many Guinness I could drink in one night. <laughs> yeah, it, it sneaks up no. on you. It sneaks up on <laughs> Shit. you. Shit. Yeah, that's what I'm... That's... Like, it's like the one time it was put to me properly. It's like, oh, you like beer? That's that's liquid bread. Yeah, I do. That's what it is. Just eating liquid a loaf. Liquid bread. I said, I nice. love that. Yeah. I'm going to remember that. Daryl, you got to get me that guy you, you were quoting me on. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, Maya Angelou. She's an yeah, American well, poet. Yeah, I'll, I'll Maya Angelou. Okay. Maya Angelou. I'll yeah. uh, connect you guys uh, after this, and okay. you guys can yeah, hook man. it up. Uh, James, seriously, man, thank you so much for your time, and uh, yep. can't well, wait thank to, you guys. to see you again in the future. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you guys. I love you guys, and uh, likewise, we're gonna do it again. And Chance said he looks forward to to hang with you guys too, as well. Can't wait. For Thanks, sure. James. Love it, man. Okay, take care, guys. <laughs>